You will recall that on Sunday, it's still in connection with the backdrop that we prayed for Nigeria. Um, I'm going to have to do that again, and I, I really crave your indulgence that we do that. Now, if you don't want to believe me, the current state of Nigeria has contributed to some people's spiritual coldness. Believe me. Some people did mathematics to come to church this evening. Financial mathematics. You know financial? Ah, oh, 5,000. Uh, if I go to church with this 5,000, ah, there is, there is still there is a congregational prayer on Sunday. You know when you are doing mathematics with your fund, uh, you will you will follow what we call uh, economic scale of preference. Okay, I was in church on Sunday. I, I can I'll do online. I'll do online. Please, some of us do online. It's not that we want to do online. No, is mathematics from post wallet. Your wallet is not guaranteed. Now, how long do you think we can sustain this? Now, you hear of companies closing. It's because there is no publicity forum where they, you hear of churches closing. Churches are closing. Not because God has not called the man of God. The critical component that pushed the gospel forward, which is finance, is dropping. And no single man can influence all the indices of finance. No one. It's a combination of many things, from a Greek sector to finance sector to electronic sector. All of them. There is no one man seated amongst here, here amongst us here, that is doing ten thousand business. Anybody here? No. You are dusty. You are a fraction on the economic cake. If we don't do something about this Nigeria, particularly the one that is scaring me now, the one that is scaring me, I almost broke my heart on Sunday. Is the flight of some of the best mind out of this country in the name of Jackpot Syndrome? Anybody familiar with Jackpot Syndrome? The Jackpot is not my problem. Oh, is the quality of people that are going. I mean, we had our own experience on Sunday. Who is going to be cracking jokes for us here now? Oh, you think you won't miss that? Order? You will miss it. You think the Pastor Collins will do that joke? Ah, no. Do, uh, hospitals, the best of the doctors, they have all gone. Asu opened their mouth and said, oh, when the strike is over, the best of your lecturers will be gone. It is not the fault. He said, a man who can le cannot learn from history will continue to repeat the mistake of history. This is not the first time it's happened nations over the world. In the days of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you recall that it was Babylon that went to carry all of them from a dying Israel. They took the best from the land and they left the entire land in ruin. If we are not careful, if this Jackpot syndrome does not stop as a result of the economic revolution or political revolution, believe me, one day the person that will come and hold this mic and preach to you like in the book of Exodus John for John Exodus, Exodus, Exodus John from John, because the best of the minds have all gone. we got to do something and another thing that saddened my heart now let me confess this openly it's only for my wife to wake up one morning and said the lord told her that we should stay here mm. some of you must have heard when i stood here that i'm on my way to where to go and start where grace assembly only for my wife to wake up sometimes for the last week or two weeks that she went for one fellowship or listen to the story and be the judge that she went for a fellowship. And you know in some fellowship, they used to put these pieces of paper called promises. Anybody have been to such fellowship where they tear a piece of paper and put it in a bowl and they tell you to pick your promise. And she said she picked a promise. Now, 
I said, of all the promises in the bowl, it is this one you picked. Now, that didn't see, was not hilarious enough for me. The promise she now picked was not written in English. <laughs> in Yoruba. When she sent it to me, I could not even read it in Yoruba. So I said, so what is the interpretation of this promise? He said, the Lord said we should stay here. Where? Here? In fact, I had to call her today. Please send me this soft copy of your passport. That's your promise you picked. Eh? Who? Pastor Tefia is going. The only person I want to see here is Pastor Collinso. <laughs> We're going to pray for our nation. And I want to have this slide up there. Can I have this slide for prayer? We're going to pray from the book of Job chapter 5. I believe from verse 12. Job chapter 5 verse 12. Do we need to pray for this nation at all? Now, in case, in case you are listening to me very well, listen to this part. There is none of us seated here that the thought of Jackpot has not crossed your mind. There is none of us. In fact, the reason why you are still seated here is simply because the financial requirements to exit is not small. Do you agree with me, Mr. Bright? Do you know how much it takes to exit? I can tell you boldly and categorically because it's the line of business I do. You would not spend nothing less than 15, 10 million, 10 million minimum to exit to UK. Imagine they gave you 10 million cash. I say, man of God, do business with 10 million here. 10 million is going every day. Have you been to the embassy? There is one Canadian um, uh, medical setup system around GRA, Keja. You need to see the crowd there every morning from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. People trying to do medical tests to go to Canada. I have my concern that if we don't pray, this whole thing will not end in good, it will not end well. But I believe somebody will pray in this service. I don't know if you're listening to me. Do you agree with me that we should pray for this nation? So we're going to pray Job 5. 12 to 16. But can I show you the slide? Can we have the slide for so that you can have the picture that should motivate our hearts in the place of prayer? Can I have that slide, please, multimedia? Look at Nigeria. Look at the angels sent over this nation. What image is on your mind there? The beautiful, tender, lovely angel. What is happening to the wing of the angel? what they clipped it making it useless if you think they can't do it to an angel i will remind you it happened to daniel an angel brought the good news to the nation like this angel was supposed to be sent to nigeria and the bible told us that there's a prince of Persia that held the angel to ransom like this angel is held to ransom now am i correct here and the bible told us that the software daniel applied was to go and pray to god is that correct here and he prayed and God said I have heard you since but that angel was held down we want to unleash the angel over this land and that is the prayer I want us to pray now if you think it's a joke I can tell you free of charge write it down that I said it 5th of October 2022 that most of the people that have jacked up, eh, when their parents are dead gone they won't be able to come back and do burial because some of them are going in the name of education in the name of school after school, they have planned to stay behind illegally. 
And you don't know the quantum and the weight of issues we are dealing with with this whole syndrome of Japa. I want us to rise on our feet in a few seconds. And it's time to commit this nation. And so take me back to the scripture in, in because this kind of prayer is not, it's a prayer that says every power that has clipped the wings of the angels of this land. Every power. Ah, look at what he said in verse 12. He said, it frustrates the devices of who? The crafty. Now, when you meet a crafty man, a crafty man does not appear to be a wicked man. On the natural, they don't look wicked. They are very deceitful. Deceitful people are crafty people. Now, we have been deceived for so long with all manner of lies in the name of manifesto. The same campaign slogan, we will, keep the, we will repair the road, we will give you light for over 30 years. How old is Nigeria? 62 years old. We can't boast of a good road. He will frustrate the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot carry out what? Their plans. He catches the wise in their own craftiness and the counsel of the cunning come, to, come quickly where? Upon them. Verse 14. They meet with darkness in daytime <laughs> and grope at noontime as in the night. But it saves what? The needy from the sword. From the mouth of the mighty and from their hand. Look at like verse 16. He said, so the poor have what? Hope. And injustice shuts them out. You have read it, you can pray. I want you to pray vehemently. I want you to pray aggressively. I don't want the effort of our parents to be and say, Lord, every crafty one holding the angels of this land, every clip that have been used to clip our angels over this land, Lord, in holy anger we rise. The same way Daniel prayed, Lord, deliver us from the hand of the clippers. Deliver us from the hand of the clippers. Everyone who is in the political atmosphere, who is set to deceive us, who is a crafty person, Lord God Almighty, we stand, O oh Lord, uh, that the way our youths are going, uh, our Daniels are going, uh, our Shadrachs are going, uh, our Benigos are going, Lord, intervene over this nation uh, and put an end to the act of the wicked ones, uh, and put an end to the crafty ones, uh, and destroy the enterprise of the wicked. Anyone in politics uh, that is mind is set to continue in corruption, Lord, disgrace them, O oh Lord, uh, Lord, disgrace them, uh, bring justice over this land, oh God, bring justice over this land. Nigeria is 62, Father. We cannot continue like this, Lord. Our children cannot become vagabonds in another nation. Our children cannot become miscreants in another nation. Our children cannot become second class in another nation. Jesus, have mercy upon our aged parents. Lord, have mercy upon this land. Have mercy upon our education system. The angel you have sent over this land. Father, let them begin to manifest your glory. Yeah, over this land, let them manifest their glory. Anyone, any group of people, uh, be it a man, a woman in politics, uh, that your mind is set to frustrate us, uh, that your mind is set to keep us in bondage, uh, that your mind is set to keep us in captivity. Lord, we cry out to you as saints. Uh, let our deliverance be now. Uh, let our deliverance be now, Lord. Uh, let our deliverance be now, Lord. Uh, deliver Nigeria, oh God. Uh, set this nation free uh, from those that have clipped the wings of our angels, uh, from the clippers, oh God. Uh, remove the clip, oh God. Uh, Father, remove the click, oh Lord. Uh, set our angels free, uh, like you set it free for Daniel. Set this angel free. Uh, let Nigeria experience a positive change. Father, help us. Uh. Oh God, help our land. Uh. Oh Lord, help our nation. Uh. Lord, help our nation, Lord. Uh. 
give us new sets of leaders. Uh, give us new sets of leaders uh, that would obey you, Lord, uh, that would fear you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Father, we have no other nation. The man of God told us that eating and drinking is not equal to dignity. That so many people that are suffering in this land and it's even affecting the quality of the members of the church. Father, Nigeria is your desire and your dream and your plan. Every power that has held our angels in captivity in this prayer meeting, Lord, let those powers be disgraced in the name of Jesus. Let the clip that has been used to hold our angels down let the collective faith of prayer this evening let it break such clips in the name of Jesus any leader or group of people that their hearts is set to keep us in perpetual bondage father disgrace them in the name of Jesus Lord change our land for good change our land for good consider our children our aged parents oh God change our land for good thank you for hearing our prayer Lord in Jesus name we are prayed if you believe that prayer, say, convince him, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. And let's go into the business of today. Amen. All right. I said also that it's going to be the exact picture, the exact message of Sunday. We have to continue it. And while I was trusting God to hear what he would say to us, I was tempted to go in a different direction particularly to sustain the previous message on giving God a reason. Because you would have noticed the pattern in this church is whatever message the senior pastor starts with becomes the food the other pastors share. It's the law of Jesus. The Bible said that when the people were following Jesus, now follow me, please don't let me lose you here. Please stay with me. When they were following Jesus in that crusade and all of a sudden the people became very hungry. You remember that story? And they told him, I said, Master, the people following you are hungry. The very responsible and sensitive Jesus and a great father. He, he didn't tell them, okay, let the crusade be over. Let's end the service. Let's drive them and let them go back home. After all, they came from different homes. You recall what Jesus said. He said, what do they have? And they told Jesus right there. He said, there's a little boy. The little boy came along with his lunch bag. Okay, so what's the content of the lunch bag? They said he has five loaves of, bre of, of bread, am I correct? And two fishes. By natural mathematics, that is a very ridiculous provision for a crowd that is well over 10,000. But you know the truth is, it is God you are dealing with. Sometimes I wish I can take a day one day and describe God to somebody. The day you have an absolute understanding of the name of God, you will have no anxiety over anything again. Say, so Jesus said, that's not a problem. It's never about what you have. It's what I have. I know your God has a lot. Say, but I need a contact. I need you to give me something to release what I have. Are you following me? Please follow very attentively. If that little boy kept his loaf and bread, what do you think would have happened to the rest crowd? So, God started to introduce a simple technology that if you have to have heaven open over you, you need to put in something. So, the concept of alabaster really did not start with that woman in, Luke, in Mark 14. The real story of Alabaster started with that little boy. 
Now, that little boy brought that lunch pack for himself. But today, there is no story of the power of multiplication without referring to that little boy. So the technology of Alabasa originally started with that boy. Now, but pay attention, that's not where I'm going. So when they gave Jesus the five loaves and two fishes, pay attention, please don't be distracted. See, that's the enemy of focus. Distraction is the enemy of focus. Now, when they gave Jesus the five loaves and two fishes, follow the sequence. Now, because everything you see in the Bible, if you can duplicate it, you will get the same results. Okay, so Jesus took it, ignoring the problem. He didn't press the panic button. He was not anxious. He was not fretting. He was not paranoid. The size of the mountain did not intimidate the understanding he had. So he took the bread, looked up to God, and the Bible said he gave thanks. Am I correct here? Carefully again. Now we are in a computer age. Everything you read in the Bible is another software to achieve greatness. So he introduced the software of thanksgiving as the instrument to multiply anything. So if you want to have increase in life, cultivate the habit of what? Gratitude. So Jesus introduced that technology to us that thank God, because in the time of panic, it is not the best time to say, yeah, yeah. It's to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I th you know what I realized in Thanksgiving? If things are going wah, 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 and you can keep your calm and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Unconsciously, somehow, spiritually, faith, confidence, and stability starts to come upon you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. That's why you will, you will notice when Paul was introducing it. He said, in everything, give thanks. Ah! He gave thanks, and the next thing Jesus did, who can recall? He took the bread and gave it to who? Help me a little. He gave it to who? To the disciple. Why didn't Jesus give it to the crowd? Because there is order. Order. The Bible says, let everything we do, 1 Corinthians 14, 40, let everything we do, we do what? Decently and in orderliness. Where you see chaos, God has left the place. That's why I will say to people, you can't claim to be someone who has had fellowship with God and your environment is scattered. No way. God is not there. God is not there. God is neat. God is orderly. God is, is if God was wearing a shirt, his shirt should be white and crispy. So he gave it to the disciples to follow order. And the next thing the disciples said was what? Everybody sit down. Did they obey the disciples? Yes. And the moment they start to give the first person, the bread started to what? Multiply. Hey. So when the senior pastor receives something from God, I am one of his disciples. You agree with me? You call me Pastor Steve. Or then here, right? Pastor Steve takes the bread from the senior pastor and tell everybody, sit. Are you sitting down right now? And then I'm about to give you the. Now, imagine Jesus gave me the bread. And I said, because at that time, remember that the disciples were not eating. Imagine Peter and I said, ah, Jesus, I go my teacher, okay. And they ate it. May we not be such a disciple. And they gave them. So I am confident that as I deliver the bread today, right from this same message, it will multiply success in your life in the name of Jesus. But the instruction you have to obey is what? 
sit down. Now you are seated already. Clap for yourself for sitting down. Hallelujah. We would continue on the subject of alabaster box. What alabaster, what an alabaster box can do. But I need you to be attentive to give some background to this story. And that's the fact that let us read the Mark 14. The very scripture itself, Mark 14, from verse 3, 6, and 9. So by the time we read the scripture, we acquaint ourselves with the content and then we start to extract the various bread that fits into everybody's hunger. And being in Bethany, at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. Now, if your Bible that you're using is your Bible, art copy, I mean, art copy Bible, you can underline the word very costly. They could have simply written costly, but by the time they added that extra adjective to qualify it, it means it's in an exceptional class of price. Very costly oil of spikenard, then she played in your hair like a drama. Then she took that spikenard filled with the oil and what? Broke it. Bah! The flax and poured it. She really must. Because when I read it, I went to do what we call Bible history checking. That what would make a woman have such effrontery and boldness to go and meet the guests of the house. That's the visitor. Imagine someone came to visit you, brought a very expensive perfume, and then he broke the perfume in your presence and came close to pouring it on your head. What is your likely reaction? You'll be like, ah, ah, what is happening now? Ah, where are you from? Now, why Jesus was quiet, I would explain to you. Is there in the Bible why he was quiet? Now, he broke it and poured it on his head. Verse 4 now said, But there were some who were indignant. If this is also your Bible, underline the word somewhere indignant. Why were they indignant? Number one, it's not their oil. The oil does not belong to them. Number two, the woman does not need their permission to break it. Is that correct? It does, she, she does not need their consent to break that oil. I need you to follow me, please. They were indignant and said, Why was this fragrant oil? Was it a waste? Was the oil a waste? Because if it was a waste, it would have implied that when she broke it, she just used her leg and scattered it, or, you know, used broom, or something. They literally saw that when she broke it, what she did, what she did didn't look like a waste. How did they interpret it as what? A waste. Follow me? Let's go to verse 5. For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii, whatever that means, I don't know, or given to the poor. Let me ask the honest question. These guys, do you really think they meant what they were saying here? That they would have, if the woman had truly given one of them that was indignant. Let's imagine Minister Bright was one of like, ah, why did you break it? And the woman said, okay, Mr. Bright, don't be angry, oh, please. I will give you the oil. Do you really think Mr. Bright will truly collect that oil, go and sell it and give the money to the poor? Do you think they really cared for the poor that much? <laughs> you know, I'm going to go back to it. If you have forgot, be for God. You see, every human being around you, at their very best, they are still man. Everybody around you sitting looking like a saint. 
at their very best they are still but a man and Jesus said to her can you please just leave her alone why do you trouble her that was at that point that Jesus explained why so let me tell you from history from tradition because I went to check tradition what happened here traditionally in history number one women that seems to have such a precious oil because this is the bible study we must explain it and give you the cultural interpretation women with such valuable oil they are women who are at the verge of getting married that's number one number two it is not every woman who is at the verge of marriage that usually have that oil it's a representation of a woman from a very wealthy home so if you if you're if you're going on the road and you saw a lady carrying that spikenard box or jar instantly you interpret it by culture that this one is the daughter of pastor steve the wealthy man you remember what i'm saying here so when you see my daughter carrying such ah this is pastor steve's daughter because only wealthy daughters carry that spikenard and a symbol of wealth that's what it meant now when a man another wealthy man meets her on the road to propose to her to say her hello isha Olua. that's my daughter's name isha Olua, how are you I, I want to marry you the moment isha Olua agrees to marry the man the first symbol of consent is to pour the oil that if i can give you something as precious as this i don't expect less from you as a husband are you following me So the, the people that were indignant, the indignation was not necessarily because he broke the oil. Is that they felt he was making a formal approach on Jesus. Ah! That was the cultural conflict. But they noticed that she didn't pour it on just the leg. She poured it on the head. That was strange to the culture. And nobody amongst the entire community could interpret the head version of the hoy. That was when Jesus said to them, "Say, listen to me, you don't know this part, but this is what this woman has done. I'm going to die. And for those of us who, for some reason of age, you're seeing where they try to embalm the dead. You know, at some point when they're bringing out the dead, they put oil on them. When they're doing, inter, um, what's that thing? Lying in state. They put um, perfume to prevent the smell of the hodor, the smell of decay. So it was when Jesus now changed the narration that no, he, she's not proposing to me. She's not, there's no intention to marry me. Is that she's preparing my body for the ultimate barrier and lying in state. How do I know this story? Is there in the Bible? Let me ask a question. This Mary we're referring to, which of the Mary was she first? You know, there are a lot of Marys in the Bible. There is Mary, the mother of Jesus. There is Mary Magdalene. Remember Mary Magdalene? Anyone remember Mary Magdalene? It's a Bible study. Please help me a little. What is she known for? What is Mary Magdalene known for? It is the, the Mary that had seven demons in her. That is not the Mary referred to here. I hope you know that. This Mary was... Who, who knows this Mary? This Mary was the sister of who? Martha. John 11. Thank you, Sister Francisca. By the way, Sister Francisca gave me the background to all this. Please appreciate that for me. <laughs> and she said, do you know this story very well? I said, well, I have an idea. Then she sent it to me, and I read the story. This Mary, if you open your John, John, book of John, 
chapter 11 verse 3 they introduced that Mary that Mary happens to be the sister of Martha who happened to be the sister of what? Lazarus so all did there all did there by the time Lazarus was coming alive she has broken this thing she had broken this alabaster oil before Jesus raised Lazarus so we're going somewhere now what is this whole idea of alabaster box what is alabaster box the definition of alabaster box was what you will see in the verse 3 can we go to verse 3 up 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 you know we're in bible study we're just in bible study and don't don't sleep on me i beg you please don't sleep on me because we must learn i know you've run all day you're probably busy and your heart is settling down and sleep can take you but you see if you know the story it will help you to enjoy the glory in it now look at how the alabaster was defined he said what is alabaster he said in, in in the third line he said alabaster flask of very very what very costly oil so if this was a comprehensive class a class of comprehension we're doing comprehension as an exam and we're saying what is alabaster oil in your comprehension text you will say alabaster oil is the oil that is very costly is that correct here now i stand to be corrected you know we're all learning right now there's nobody that is all knowing we are all all learning so we say here that the symbol alabaster represents something that is very what costly something that is very costly something that you will consider to be a what a treasure something that you can you can protect it with your entire life something that men if they take it from you you will feel empty and naked if they touch an alabaster oil in your life you will feel like they've taken away your glory so in the moment pause and do a reflection do you have an alabaster oil let's even start with that is there somebody in this room listening to me right now as i'm talking is there something your brain can quickly process and point to and say ah this one is costly in my life believe me pastor steve if they take this particular thing from me in fact it can affect my relationship with god do you have anything like that if you have something like that can i see your hand up be truthful i'm not going to ask you to bring it i won't tell you to break it for me be honest with yourself and in case you are confused i can give you examples of what can be an alabaster so if you have something like that let me see your hand thank you sir thank you for being honest thank you sir another person the rest of us are alabasterless you have no alabaster there is nothing you know someone cracked a joke one day and i will not forget it he said if you enter the house that all the doors are empty eh? it's an indication of what there is nothing valuable in the house someone said if the devil is not disturbing you it's because there is nothing meritorious there is nothing merit in your life nothing trying to merit because the devil will never fight what he does not fear is that correct so if you don't have an alabaster i don't think it's true you probably just don't know that it is alabaster but everybody has something in them let me give you the slightest alabaster that i have seen before amongst men is your ego you know what they call ego imagine as i'm standing here right now listen to me oh i'm standing like i'm under the influence of the holy ghost so imagine this brother just come do you know at that moment, in that moment of time, something called pride in me will, will be aroused. Me? Is me? 
when ego becomes alabaster and when it is time to drop it because the truth is in this journey of alabaster journey to cross to the next stage of your life eh? believe me and I'm not joking I will show you a demand or a discretionary release of alabaster will be demanded so if you say you don't have an alabaster it's a lie you have ego do you know who you are talking to do you know who I am if that boast was boasting the Lord then I would be comfortable but most people that say it is not a boast of in the Lord they boast it to in an assumption of the things they have or the connection they have if I can stand before witch and wizards I said do you know who I am you witches and wizards I am a child of God you know that's a good one <laughs> I've written here the Alabasta box is a picture of all the treasure we have in life and as I speak reflect anything that can trigger listen to this part anything that can trigger anxiety fear or panic in your life right now is an alabaster box believe me as I'm talking process what I've said anything that can trigger panic fear or anxiety example is this example is this job was very successful you will recall that some people have argued it that the reason the devil attacked job was not necessarily because of the cosmic conversation that was going on in heaven was because every time job's children they step out of the house job will go to the orphan and say lord please protect my children forgive my children just for some reason they have sinned have mercy on them and the bible told us in that verse that when the incident happened to Job, the Bible said, what Job greatly feared came upon him. Have you seen that in the Bible? Please help me, Bible students. So whatever you are afraid of, afraid of losing, is an alabaster box. I don't know. Mama, I can tell you, if God becomes your alabaster box, that is the day you can truly call yourself a child of God. There are, people, there are some people at the slightest temptation of 20 million, they can discard God. Yes. People discard God because of traffic and rain. So I wrote here that anxiety, panic, and fear of what you want to lose. That is another pastor box. What is another pastor box? Alabaster box represents your ultimate dream. Pay attention, saints of God. Dream. There's, there's this Jackpot syndrome. This Jackpot syndrome. I have seen it wrecked life right now. Some people have become suddenly redundant. They have lost, they have disconnected from Nigeria in a way that in their body they are disconnected, in their mind they are disconnected, their spirit is disconnected. The only thing they want to hear is how to escape. If your dream suddenly becomes the total definition of your happiness and joy, that becomes another pastor box. Somehow dream that they are, they, they are down because they are not married. Marriage can become another pastor box. Not having a child when you desire it can become whatever is treasurable to you is what? So as I talk, ask yourself, 
until you can flee from alabaster box you are not free indeed <laughs> so the next question I want to ask us why must we break alabaster box at this point you will need to help me a little we have established what alabaster box is am I correct the last message pastor Collins ministered at that time we were still on the series of giving God a reason you remember that series giving God a reason and I remember that I was online I was watching the message very interesting and particularly I like the closing of Pastor Xavier when he said that uh, all the example Pastor Collins gave was uh, about his lovely wife and I said very good it will soon be my turn all the example I will give today too will be about my lovely wife <laughs> Pastor Collins told us that giving God a reason is fantastic but giving God a reason when you have a right standing with him is the best am I correct sir and that took us into the subject of righteousness and living right am I correct you cannot be meddling with iniquity and have peace of mind they don't work together am I correct sir you can't be rooted grand in transgression and enjoy the tranquility of heaven it doesn't work like that but this is something I want to bring out from reasoning reasoning giving God a reason is a function of two things write it down number one you give God a reason based on your service because the life of a man is a product of service and value people will respect you for the service you render or the value you give am I correct now giving God a reason for the service you have rendered to God can become a premise for a reason or the value you offer to God can be a premise for a reason now the two of them represent your alabaster box and I'll give you an example why, do we, why must we break this alabaster box I need you to please help me a little the first point I, gave, I wrote down here listen to this listen to this very well the most important alabaster box I wish I have all the anointing to communicate this in a manner that even we expound it in our hearts and it will resonate in such a way that your heart will be broken this evening that the best alabaster box that should ever be offered or broken to God is yourself do you agree with me Pastor Collins no 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 listen to me I know it sounds quite a complex theology but the truth is if you struggle to yield yourself to God you are the treasure at that point am I correct and God is struggling to have you then you have not been broken have you experienced something Pastor Collins when God just speaks to you and say I need you to wake up around 2 a.m. And, and pray or have a vigil and exactly I know the Holy Ghost is very interesting he's stronger than alarm clock exactly two I mean I've experienced it before exactly two Holy Ghost will wake you up ah this thing is real oh. God is real it's not an illusion Two o'clock will be open. Your eyes will be open. Bam. Time to pray. Then, the enemy of the alabaster box. We saw those enemies, those that have indignation. We saw them in the verse 4. Those that say, ah, must you sleep? So the Bible says, ah, sleep. You know you are going to work 4 o'clock. Hey, 4 o'clock, you soon wake up. 5 o'clock, they are saying that you can as well not break it and give it to the poor or keep the money. Keep your sleep. You can pray in the morning. You can pray to God. After all, Pastor Femi's prayer will start 6.30, 6.30 to 7. You can wake up that time. Hey, the voice of the indignance. 
you are the day you get to a point where you can kneel and say, Lord, I yield all to you. That day you conquer poverty. Ah, no, 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 no. That day, that day, like the day Jesus showed up and Satan showed up, and he said to Jesus, Bow down, say, You bow down, take bread, no bread. He took him to talk. You know, anytime I read that story, it marvels me, but this is not the night for it. You took, imagine he took someone, took Jesus' hand like this, and they were taking a walk. And they took a walk to the highest mountain. Are you saying Jesus follow Satan or Satan follow Jesus? That is not, it's not tonight. But the man, they could not yield. Do you know that after death and disease, the strongest demon that can make a man forget God is poverty. When you are broken, as in there is nothing God cannot demand from you. They said there are three things a man can give God. Number one is thoughts. Your thought pattern. Your thoughts is very important to God. How you are thinking, as a man thinketh, God said that is where you really are. Forget the thing you are saying with your mouth. The thoughts going on right now in your head, that is the definition of you. It's your thoughts. He said to be pure. All things should be pure. A friend of mine accosted me today. You know what he said? And I love it. It was a credence to my spiritual work. He said, Pastor Steve, you see that you don't see fine girls? I said, the truth is that your definition of fine is not my own definition of fine. You in your head, heaps, heaps of a woman. Heaps of a woman represents automatic sensation. For me, heaps of a woman represents design, design. We don't interpret the features of a woman the same way. So I, I don't carry that energy that you carry. Your sexual energy, you will mortgage your destiny on the altar of orgasm. The boy looked at me, picking like, picking like, you close your What did I ask? What are you saying? Do you know how many men mortgage their destiny on the altar of orgasm? I saw a movie so lately, Manikulapo. Uh, Anybody have seen that movie? Oh my God, that, that boy is a picture. Saro wrecked everything. Let's not digress. You are the first alabaster. Tonight, if all I will say is to go to God and kneel and say, God, I yield it all to you. Act. Lord, I am tired of running myself. I yield it all to you. You are the first alabaster. Why do you need to break alabaster box? Let us open scriptures to 1 Samuel 7 and I will show you why you need to break the alabaster. Somebody right here is about to enjoy some deliverance. Believe me, believe me. Read, read 1 Samuel and I will show you why you, because I'm about to close. We close 7.30 and we are still on the subject of alabaster. If you are just joining us, we are talking about the alabaster box that needs to be broken. 1 Samuel, are we there? Multimedia, help me. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 7 to 11. 1 Samuel, let us show the saints of God why we must break alabaster box. You are the first one that needs to be broken. We have said to that. This is the second reason. So it was. <laughs> year by year. We are referring to a Christian here or a Christian mother. So it was that year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Who provoked her? Penina. Penina. Bible study. Penina was the second wife to who? Anna. This time around in our age, there are many Peninas around you. Have you ever met a man or someone who looked at the wristwatch and said, oh, see Marini. And you are asking yourself, 
who is wearing the wristwatch? Who is checking the time? There are men who are putting other men under unnecessary pressure. Penina. There are peninas around you, in your neighborhood, in your house, in your room. Husband can be a penina, wife can be a penina. You know when a wife tells her husband, I know you know, you know what? You really call yourself a man. Tell yourself, penina, penina, you are talking. Penina, you have started to talk. Penina. When Job had a problem, what did Penana say to Job? Cause God and die. As if that's, that advice will solve the problem. Penina taunted this woman. What was this woman doing? She was consistently going to Shiloh. Believe me, if any situation in life will frustrate you to detach from God, you will never find solution elsewhere. God is not your problem at all. Penana frustrated this, frustrated this woman. Provoked her, therefore she wept. Do you know how many nights some people weep here? They're not happy in marriage. They're not happy with their children. They're not happy with their career. What they, the way they plan their life is not how they see. Things are just not going. But you know one thing? Because they are the alabaster box. They said, I will remain broken. That, oh, one of my favorite scriptures is what they told Nebuchadnezzar. He said, even if God will not help us, we will not bow to you. Even if my life does not change, I will not turn my back against God. God is all sufficient. Let's go verse, verse 8 quickly. Please help me. Then Elkanah, oh, their child, the good husband. We have some very good Elkanah. The Elkanah husband said to her, Anna, Anna, any Anna in this house? None yet. Why do you weep? Should she not weep with the provocation of Penina? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Is that true? Is that really true? Can Elkanah take the place of his son? The one day, mama, mama wants to send, uh, uh, let's say, um, Anna's son is, uh, is uh, brother, what's your name again? Solomon. Can, let's say it's Anna. Call Solomon. Go and fetch water. Can Anna call Kenna, Kenna, go and fetch water. Hey, don't, don't give me false consolation. You are not the same as a son. You are a husband. You can't become a son. What I'm asking for is a son. God has given you as a husband. Am I not better than a certain sons? You are not better than even one. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Elkanah. Let's go further. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating. Drinking where? Where, please, saints of God. You came here to be strengthened. The Bible said as many that we appear in Zion, they grow from strength to strength. You should not go back home feeling weak. They came to Shiloh, representing the modern church. This is your Shiloh. This is your Shiloh. You came here this morning against curses of transport fee, against the traffic, against all hard. The devil did everything to prevent you from coming. You said, no, I must go to Shiloh. You went to Shiloh year after year. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul. Is there somebody like that who can understand what I'm saying? Can I have a witness here? Asu has created bitterness of soul in the heart of many students. The government, I traveled to Abikuta, I came through Ewekoro. I saw the road and I saw agony, palpable agony. The road is the road is, is living among a rock, and I see the poor go through it every day. There are many people on the streets of this of, of Lagos who have bitterness of soul. That's why I say to people, when you are angry, don't find someone in public. Oh, better don't go and get angry. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, you slap the person. Some people are not okay again. Oh, you give them slap, they are gone, you are in trouble. Just control your temper. God, there are men with bitterness of soul. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to who? 
and pray to who? Is someone still praying for something in this house? January till date, you have been asking God to settle you. He appears he has not done it. Don't stop praying. The solution has come. Can I hear verse 11 quickly? Quickly move with me. I have seven minutes to go. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on this afflicted maid servant of yours and remember me and not forget me, forget me, your maid servant will do what? Will your maid servant will give what? If you give your maid servant a male child, then I will give what? Then I will break my alabaster box. Pastor Tefia, I read, I've read the story several times. And I said, how come she just made this prayer now? Sometimes until these penina people push you to the wall, the change does not happen. I, I, I have a feeling that that particular day, the way the penina taunted her, it became unbearable. And she had to go and offer her alabasta. God, this is all my life cravings, just to have a child. I, I commit it to you. If you give me that child, I will return it. You know the truth? God do not reject alabaster box. Why must you break your alabaster box? Because the long prayer you have been praying for, the key to unlock it is that alabaster box. Break it tonight. You know what? We're going to be having Christmas, blah, blah, blah. You know that Christmas thing we do? Some people, I watch them, they give their very funny clothes. This Christmas, go and bring your bottom box, alabaster box clothes. And say, God, I will release this alabaster cloth for this year. Everything that represents nakedness and ugliness in my life. Remember that the, the breaking of the alabaster box didn't just say, eh, out of sentiment and excitement, I break, I bring you my son. No, the Bible says she made a vow. This suffering can end tonight. If you can think within yourself and tell yourself a very honest truth in the name of a vow, say, Lord. I will give it to you. I know the truth. Have you read it in Ecclesiastes chapter 5? He said, don't be in a hurry to make a vow because the angel will not hear it and say, you're making a mistake. Why must you break the alabaster box? When you get to the end of yourself on the matter of your life, the alabaster box becomes your key to unlock it. It worked everywhere. Let me say something to you concerning that of Mary. If you read that story in John 11 verse 3, when Mary broke the alabaster box, Jesus commended her and gave her a memorial and said anywhere this gospel is preached you will be remembered but that was not the benefit of the alabaster box when Lazarus died you know it's very funny to think that Lazarus was the only one that died in the whole of the days of Jesus no the memorial of the alabaster box compelled Jesus to say someone has is, have you read the scripture that says he that lended to the Lord eh what did you say? Either lend it to the poor. Either lend it to the poor, give it to the Lord. You cannot hand over something valuable to God. God will be indebted to you. Jesus knew that this lady broke this precious oil. His brother is dead. If I ask myself, what manner of woman is Mary? Mary is always at the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. You know, it was this same Mary that when Jesus came to visit them, he prepared food and matter was where? You know, somebody should convert the spirit of Mary here, knowing what to do at the right time. Jesus didn't have a choice. 
Believe me, Jesus didn't have a choice but to go and wake Lazarus on the ground of the alabaster box that was broken. Why must you break the alabaster box to terminate your long age suffering? I'll give you the last reason to break it. I'm not ready. Why would you terminate it? In the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Kings, an incident happened to a king called Ezekiah. Ezekiah was besieged by a terrible king and we're going to be destroyed. The Bible said that the man turned to God in prayer and God remember in 2 Kings 18 verse 3 and the Bible said and God remembered the service of Ezekiah that he did things uprightly and because of that he sent Isaiah to him and said tell Ezekiah that Sennacherim will be dealt with because I have remembered his alabaster box. Why must you break the alabaster box? It becomes a memorial before God to come to your rescue in the day of trouble. Is there anybody without an alabaster box? None. How do you know which alabaster box to give? Two things. Number one, God can specifically demand the alabaster box. Am I correct? In the case of who? Abraham. God told Abraham, Hey, you, come here. Abraham, come, come, quickly. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. The man must have run to God with excitement, expecting to hear something very good from God. And only for him to show up. And God said, hey, by the way, I'm aware that you have um, one son. One son. And I know you waited for that son for 25 years. That son is very important to you. Not even just to you alone. It's even important to that your wife, Sarah. You know what I need you to do? Carry that son, eh? Go and kill him. Ah, uh, uh, oh, God. What are you talking about? You all know the story. Did he break the alabaster box or not? So, we are saying that, how do you know the alabaster box? God can demand it. As I'm talking, some of you are already hearing things that God says you should release. I was listening to the story of our senior pastor. No, Pastor Yomi shared this testimony during the church office, one of the church office meetings. He said there was a time they were trying to raise funds. I can't recall whether for this project and the only car the most important car in his fleet I, I think it was about the only car or one of the cars or the best car he just bought he said I don't have cash to give but if you sell this car if you sell this car it will be equal to what I would have given take it and go and sell that is an alabaster box is his life the same today? there is no day Pastor Collins will not stay here and covet Converts Pastor Yomiska. But he didn't know how Pastor Yomi got the car. He kept his own alabaster box. Somebody in this room, you will come to church with 1,200 in your pocket. Just by yourself. God said, drop the 1,000. Instantly, indignation of the crowd. Yeah? 1,200. You can't bear go. And the offering is coming close. And the battle starts in your mind. Drop the one five. And as God wanted to catch you, you put your hand in the pocket. The first money you brought out was the one thousand. Quickly, you drop it back. Ah, ah, eh. hello, 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 hello. You have postponed another breakthrough. The day you have enough guts. No, I said to people who want to drop, you must trust God to drop alabaster box. That is why I said the first thing you need to do is drop yourself. I have never read in the history of God of anybody who did something sacrificial to God 
and remain the same. Your story of, all of you love the story of Solomon. All of you love the story of Oyedeko. Who took all his money to go and build a church? Meanwhile, he never had a house or a car. What is something you have done sacrificially? Even the little one God gave you as a gift, we are paying you to play keyboard for us. No, I'm not saying they won't play keyboard this way. Sorry. It's your, it's your work. It's your work. Oh, I didn't say that, Pastor. I didn't say they should not pay it. But I know one thing. And I'll give you a closing twist to this statement. If you are intelligent, you will listen to me very well. You know, this church, you are taught to be very intelligent. There was a king in Second Chronicles. The word of the Lord came to Israelites. Go and kill that king. Wipe out the oath. The whole generation of the city. Listen to this. Listen to this. To let you know that sometimes God does not discriminate the alabaster box. You know what happened? The king saw that the Israelites were defeating them. And the next thing this funny king did, he took his first son. If an unbeliever could go that extreme, took his first son and threw the first son into the fire and instantly the battle changed the Israelites moved on ah you are holding too long to that alabaster can you please change your story by dropping it I am tired of where I am I am believing God to release any alabaster heaven will demand the second way to drop the alabaster I said God will demand it secondly you will know it by yourself God did not ask Mary to break the box. It wasn't a request from Jesus. It's just, sir, you just offer it. Now, let me tell you how you know when to offer it. Now, listen to this. Listen to this technology. It's a very beautiful secret. Some funny people might be sleeping. Tell your neighbor to wake up because this is the icing on the cake. Let me know. Let me tell you how you offer it. Anytime you see the man of God stand here, we want to build the church. Every time there is a demand from the lips of God's servants, it is a technology window, technological window for some people to change their story of fortune. Believe me. Anytime, like I will say this here, so that it will be on record. How many of you recall when they wanted to buy this organ? Some people were here, they never contributed a dime. Did we buy the organ or not? Let me now shock you. Finally, 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 and I will drop the mic. If you like, hold on to that alabaster box. Ah, hold on, hold them. Continue holding it. We had a service here one of the Sunday or Wednesday, I can't recall. And there was a there was a power surge. Boom! And this thing exploded. You remember, Mr. Bright? It didn't work. By the time they went around to do the costing, how much of this? It was in thousands of dollars. It pained me that day. Seven, eight months down the lane, when a brother finally fixed it with his dollars. Seven, eight months, I counted it. It was seven, eight months down the lane. They came here. Five years or so, they've been trusting God for fruit of the womb. They came here and the Lord delivered it. You know something here? You don't know the right thing that you will do that will be the, la the last key that will open the door. Five, eight, seven months down the lane, both of them came here after a series of IVF. God would never reject an alabaster box because every alabaster box usually make men cry. 
sacrificial giving is tough. Saints of God, I leave you with that thought tonight. Either you hold on to the alabaster box or you hand it over to God to change your story. I think if you are truly a child of God, nothing should be too much for God to take from you. Bow your hands, let us pray. Everlasting Father, I, I want to believe you have spoken to us tonight. You are ministering to all the hearts seated here. Whatever you need to collect from them, please tell them. Whatever they need to do to change their story forever, please reveal to them. We break every, every hold of stubbornness. We break every hold of the indignant voices. We say, Lord, let their spirit receive grace to obey you. And so it shall be in Jesus' name. Have you been blessed tonight? If you have been blessed, give me some encouragement here. Hallelujah.